You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On. Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. It is finally here, opening day. It's Christmas morning for baseball fans. I cannot wait for what could just be An incredible run for the New York Mets. It all starts now. The first segment, we're going to break down just the fact that baseball's back, and that's awesome. Second segment, going to go through what the Mets roster will look like to start the season. Closing the show in the final segment, a preview, our first series preview of the year. Mets versus Marlins to kick things off. Cannot wait. Before we get into any of it, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find out my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing, just baseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. It has arrived opening day. Nothing is better. Mets baseball is back. A fresh slate, 162 games that we get to watch over the coming months. It's just the best day of the year, or at least one of the best days. It really doesn't get any better There's so much optimism in the air. And guess what? Here's the best part about this opening day. It's the opening day for a championship season because today is that time where we can dream about what can be. And I'll tell you what. I know that certain things can get you down as a fan. Edwin Diaz goes down in the World Baseball Classic. That stings. Prior to that, you thought Carlos Correa was going to be a Met. Guess what? He's not. But... What we still have this season and moving forward is a franchise with an owner that's not going to be denied. And whether or not the Mets do fulfill that that prophecy and win a World Series this year, what we know is we're going to have a fun summer. What we know is there's going to be a journey to follow. And as much as you can be pessimistic and think about past years that didn't work out. I look at the season we just got to enjoy. A season that was the second best regular season in franchise history. A season where the Mets won a lot more series than, than they lost. A season where they had a pretty similar cast of characters to what you're looking at right now. And, you know, I, I know that when you dream about a Correa or when you think about a top prospect being in this starting lineup, or when you think back to having a Jacob deGrom on your team and no longer do you have the the homegrown ace, you can lead into that area of pessimism. But what I'd like you to do this open day is look up and down this roster at all the players the Mets do have. The fact that they still have Francisco Lindor as the starting shortstop, arguably the best shortstop in the game, as they have a guy who's playing next to him and just won a batting title in Jeff McNeil. They have the guy that's led the league and runs batted in since he made his debut, Pete Alonso. No one is better at producing runs and putting digits on that scoreboard than Pete. When you look in the outfield, you had three guys last year, three, that put up well above average seasons, and that includes Mark Canna, a 128 way to runs creative plus. Nothing to sneeze at. That means... 
based on a league average of 100. This guy was 28% better than your league average hitter. He's your third best outfielder. You have a guy in Brandon Nimmo who has fully realized his promise as a first-round pick. And Starling Marte is one of the best athletes in this sport who is certainly capable of having as good of a season as he's ever had and as good of a season as he ever will have in a Mets uniform. And that's just the starting lineup that doesn't even discuss the guy on the hill for opening day, Max Scherzer. Justin Verlander, Kodai Senga, this rotation has enough there to be special. The bullpen without Diaz still has arms that you can trust. We're going to go through the entire active roster and really break down who's made this team because we have done it, but now the bullpen is set too, so you have that to kind of compare. But this season, this Mets team has every single opportunity to go out and, and to, to put up a year that we're never going to forget. And, and, you know, you went into seasons in the past under the Wilpons, and there was a lot more to question. Last one we saw in 2020, you had Rick Porcello and, and Michael Waka in a rotation, and things did not look good. Now you fast forward a couple years, this rotation doesn't have questions. This organization has brought in so much depth top to bottom here, and they always will have the ability to add, to make more moves, to continue to supplement, and the best part, too, is this franchise continues to be run better and better each day when it comes to analytics and everything else that Steve Cohen is pouring in, as well as just the game experience. It's fun to go out to City Field. It's a lot of fun to watch Mets baseball. So, I believe that there's a steady progression that we are witnessing with this franchise. It got a little better in 2021. It got a lot better in 2022. And I have no reason to believe it's not going to continue to get better in 2023 where the Mets can go up and can compete with the likes of a team that is as good as any in baseball in the Atlanta Braves. And they can go to -to toe-to-toe with them again like they did last year where they had an identical record in this division you know what, this season, maybe it's the Mets year where they take the Annalise for the first time since 2015 and then may make some noise in October. Today's the day to dream, and that's what opening day brings. I cannot wait to be in the ballpark for that game. We'll be discussing that a little bit later as well. Before we get to that, though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download FanDuel. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the spread to you want to go to the baseball side. Who's going to win the first five innings? You can bet that. You can bet a pitcher strikeouts, home runs. Everything is open again with the baseball season. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So you can bet on Francisco Lindor to hit a home run in the game. And if you want to get crazy, bet the over on Max Scherzer strikeouts. And the Mets are going to beat the Marlins. All of that, combine it, have a chance at a very big payout. Don't miss your chance as well to get your no-sweat first bet again up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
As I record this late at night on Wednesday here, the Mets have not officially set a 26-man roster, but through all the names that have been announced as, as part of Syracuse, through the names that we know are heading towards the injured list, particularly Elizar Hernandez, which was the revelation today. He's going on the IL with a phantom injury. I mean, a shoulder strain. Uh, yeah, it was a little convenient how that popped up for the New York Mets, but uh, that's their depth guy. That's a guy that you know could travel with the taxi squad of the team throughout the season to be that spot starter when you need him to be. Not a guy I have a lot of confidence in, but that was sort of the last domino to fall here we now have a a pretty clear picture of what the Mets opening day roster is going to look like so we'll get to the obvious parts of it right we know Omar Nervais and Tomas Nader behind the dish we know Pete Alonso, Eduardo Escobar, Louis Guillorme, Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil are your infielders and with that we know that Escobar is your starting third baseman although I think Guillorme will take some time from him particularly against right-handed pitching because Guillaume thrives against righties. Escobar does not. They were in a platoon at one point last season. I don't expect that'll be a strict platoon to start, but I imagine that you'll see Guillaume out there a fair amount. He's going to get some time at second base with Jeff McNeil shifting to the outfield a little bit. And then, of course, you know that you'll have Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso out there starting at their position almost every day with Pete occasionally getting uh, a start at DH where Mark Hanna might move in from the outfield where they could put Eduardo Escobar at first base. They even are toying with the idea of Guillaume playing a little first base this year as well. So the Mets have a lot of optionality in that infield. The outfield, you got Canna, Marte, Nimmo, and Tommy Pham as well as Tim LaCastro is going to make this team. Daniel Vogelback is your DH against right-handed pitching. Tommy Pham going to be your DH against Left-handed pitching, most likely on most days, I should say. Uh, and then, of course, Tim LaCastro is your speed guy. And I think he brings a lot of value coming off that bench, swiping bases, uh, especially with Daniel Vogelback still on this roster, a guy that if he draws a walk in the later innings, you want a speedster to go out there and swipe a base. And he also can swipe a base for really anybody late in the game. And a guy that is familiar with the pitch clock, with the expanded bases, should allow him to have a lot of success in that department this season. Starting rotation, it's going to be Scherzer, Peterson as the two, but not really, just based on how they are lining it up. That allows Justin Verlander to start the home opener. Kodai Senga, your fourth starter, but really your third. Carlos Carrasco rounding out that rotation. The bullpen, David Robertson, likely your closer. Adam Adovino going to be the setup man, Brooks Rayleigh, to get some high leverage spots and to be the lefty out of the pen. Drew Smith, he'll be pitching a high leverage this year. Tommy Hunter, he was secured a roster spot pretty early when context of opening day. They announced that you know, they were picking up his contract, signed on a minor league deal. He's part of the bullpen after a fantastic spring, and he's just been really amazing ever since he put on a Mets uniform, right? So that's your five, I guess, that you're trusting the most. John Curtis is right there as well, and I believe he will make this team now. So that was a decision that had to be made. It was down to him and Hernandez, it seemed like. Now that Hernandez is starting the year on the IL, we pretty much know what the move is there. Now, the last two pieces of this bullpen should be uh, Dennis Santana, the guy they just picked up. Good slider on him, but... We don't know much else, and he hasn't had too much success in his career. We'll see if the Mets can take that slider and turn him into a nice piece for them. 
You got him with no option. You have Steven Nogasek with no option. So those appear to be the guys that round out the bullpen. Starting on the injured list, you got Jose Quintana, of course, with that surgery had on his rib. Um, you have Steven Ridings, who is going to end up on the IL. Uh, you also have uh, Bryce Montes de Oca. He's going to be on the injured list. And for a while, unfortunately, that he just had surgery to remove some loose bodies in his uh, pitching arm, his elbow. They're saying you probably won't see him until August. So that is some some pretty bad news for the Mets, uh, a bullpen that you, know, you don't want to take another hit, but they have. Uh, finally, you have Sam Coonrod, who apparently is also starting the year on the IL as far as I've read. So uh, a lot of the bullpen arms have been affected, but... Hopefully the Mets uh, can ride that storm, and I think they still have enough guys to make it all work and to get through this season. And they're going to be cared by that starting pitching ultimately. You need to get length from your starters uh, to feel good uh, about you know the bullpen that could be short an arm. And we'll see if that's something they ever address or if a Nogasek steps up. If John Curtis, I think I have a lot of high hopes for him stepping up. So, so we'll see how they piecemeal it all together. But for now, this is a talented roster. There's no reason to go into this season pessimistic about the, the talent level that is present in each facet, the starting lineup, the bench, the bullpen, the rotation, and to know what's on the horizon in AAA. Because you look at that lineup, which not only includes prospects in AAA, like Mark Vientos, Brett Beatty, and Francisco Alvarez, but also is going to have a DJ Stewart, who had a great spring. Uh, it's going to have Danny Mendick, who had a great season last year before he tore his ACL. There's a lot of names there that also Ronnie Mauricio, I didn't even mention him. A lot of names on that AAA team that could contribute this year, so there's plenty of depth to be looking at. Tyler McGill, Joey Lucchese headlining that rotation with Jose Budo. A lot of depth in the starting pitching department as well. So, first series of this season, Mets versus Marlins. A team the Mets should beat, but also a team that features a tough first matchup. The reigning NL Cy Young, Sandy Alcantara versus Max Scherzer. I get to watch that in person. We're going to discuss that game and this series in just a minute. First, though, another word from our sponsors. Probable pitchers for this series. Max Scherzer goes up against Sandy Alcantara. What a matchup. Maybe the pitching matchup of the day or one of them. I can't wait for this one. It's going to be a quick, quick baseball game. You're going to have the opening ceremonies that will probably be longer than the first four innings of this one. If it breaks the way, I think. Then again, we went into playoff games last year, but that's what we thought was going to happen, and it didn't. So, you never know with a baseball game. Suddenly, it could be the first inning and, you know, Jazz Chisholm and Avisil Garcia could jump all over the Mets and we'll be thinking, what just happened? But uh, I think that this is a, a Mets team that proved last year that they can hit against Sandy Alcantara. Really, it was one of the few teams, them and the Dodgers, that really even got to him at all last season. So 
you feel good not going up against this guy, but knowing that you have gone up against him and have found success in the past. And you feel good that Scherzer can go up and can match zeros with anybody. So Scherzer can get you through seven here um, without putting any runs on the board. And you work Sandy Alcantara and knock him out of the game and get into the belly of that Marlins bullpen. The Mets will have every chance to be successful. You look at the starting lineup you're going to be going up against for your Marlins that the Mets will be facing here. You got Jacob Stallings behind the dish, if not Nick Fortes. Garrett Cooper, going to be the everyday first baseman. Really the first time in his career he's really been given the keys like that. He's been a guy that's taken some time in the outfield. DH first base now. He's their starting first baseman. Luis Arise is a new face. They got a batting champ. The Mets got a batting champ. Both of them playing second base. So that's going to be a little fun to watch throughout the season. Is Arise going to contend for an NL batting title now? Is McNeil going to hold on to his crown? Something to watch. Gene Segura. Another new face for the Marlins at third base. Joey Wendell, they're starting shortstop. Miguel Rojas no longer with the team. The outfield, Jorge Soler, Avicel Garcia. Of course, Soler probably gets a good amount of time at DH this year. They got Jesus Sanchez, a guy that's got a lot of promise but has not really put it together. Brian De La Cruz is actually a really good hitter. I like him a lot. He's a guy that you know doesn't really get all the opportunities. I feel like he should playing for a team like that, uh, but... You know, ultimately, I think you'll see him starting in the second game against David Peterson as a right-handed hitter. Jazz Chisholm out in center field. That could be an adventure for the Marlins this year. So, for the Mets, feel pretty good about hitting the ball into the gaps and, and seeing what happens or flaring some out to center. I don't know how good Jazz Chisholm's going to be. He hasn't looked good early on this season. Um, as, you know, things haven't looked good for Avisel Garcia either. So, you know, this is a team that the Mets are clearly better than them. They've gotten better. You know, they have a rise in Segura, so that does give them some more MLB talent. But not enough where the Mets should be fearing the Marlins, even in a ballpark where at times it feels like the house of horrors because you just can't believe the Mets are losing to a team that is generally always inferior when it comes to the talent on the roster. So game one going to be the toughest task because you got to face Sandy. Game two, though, even though it'll be easier to go up against Jesus Lazardo, it's a good pitcher. It's a very good pitcher. David Peterson is up to the task to match zeros with him. I really do believe that. And we'll see what the Mets lineup looks like against a lefty. I think that's going to be an interesting one. You know, Tomas Nito had a good spring. Obviously, he'll be out there for game two. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be Tommy Pham, you'd imagine, right? So... Are they going fam at DH? Are they going to already spell somebody in the outfield and play fam out there? We'll figure that one out. Escobar is going to be in the starting lineup, I think, pretty much this whole series. Maybe they, they pull him the third day, I could see. like I could see Guillaume starting at third base on Saturday uh, with Edward Cabrera on the mound for the Marlins in a game where Justin Verlander is pitching. Maybe you think Verlander is going to get some ground balls, so you go that route. I, I could certainly see that. Uh, but the Mets are going to mix and match and see what works for them. Ultimately, it's going to come down to that that front six, really. you know, It's going to come down to what you get from the, the Brandon Nemo, Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso Quartet with Jeff McNeil, of course, factoring in in a big way. And Daniel Vogelback most days uh, at DH. I think that six is going to be capable of putting up some runs and against this Marlins team. I think you really only have to put up three or four. 
Um, and I think you feel pretty good about being able to keep that offense off the board, particularly when you're starting two future first bout Hall of Famers in this series, and the guy that I believe in entirely, uh, and you know the young pitcher of David Peterson. So we'll see. It's going to be a fun series. I'm going to be in attendance for the first three games. Me and my dad just going to go hang out, enjoy some baseball, and. Uh, get this season off right. I can't tell you the last time a season has opened in Miami for the Mets, uh, but as a native South Floridian, I- I'm fired up for it. Looking forward to uh, seeing Mets fans show up in a big way, making it feel like City Field South for a little bit, and hopefully the Mets can at least win this one, um, win this series, and-, and get off on a good foot for what is sure to be a thrilling 2023 season. Uh, I will be breaking down everything that happens on Friday's show, so make sure you tune into that. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show, at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets. Your first listen every day now for your second listen. Check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's where you want to go to stay up to date with everything going on in the game of fantasy. Keep yourself ready to win your leagues this year. Check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.